What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode nine of Two Dudes with Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do, what it do. This is Jalen Prince. Sorry for the break, guys. Um, we took a little bit of time because uh, Jalen was sick, and we want to make sure that we're giving you guys the best show possible, and also that, you know, while we do want to take care of our fans, we also want to make sure that us ourselves are in the best place as well. Yeah, not, yeah, like, y'all be careful out there. COVID is still out there. Um, last Monday, on last Monday, tested um, tested positive for COVID. I had uh, over 100 degree fever. Didn't feel like it was over 100, but like, I wasn't right. So I'm better now. I got my energy back and now I'm back to doing what I do. Let's do it, man. All right. So we're going to have to bring in a couple different topics and catch up on everything that's been happening over the last uh, week and a half now. So we are going to be late on this, but uh, I will begrudgingly give a congratulations to Golden State. I loved how the day we posted the episode and I said Celtics in seven was the day that the Celtics lost. <laughs> so- I told you. <laughs> hey, man, it is what it is. It was a good I series. To- dog, I told you. It was a good series. I'll take I it. I understand that, but I told you. Experience <laughs> pays off. <laughs> it pays out at the end. It's starting to pay off for Tampa right now, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But, yeah, shout-out Golden State um, for winning the Game 6 uh, flop extravaganza, as I've been calling it, because on both sides, that was that was something. Um, it reminded me of two boxers just hugging each other midway through, you know, rounds three or four because they're just not there yet. But it was a good game. I mean, it is what it is. We lost. I'll take uh, finals appearance in Udoka's first year, though. I'll take that any day. Let so, me what do you think, you, man? Let me ask you this. I want you to answer it. Right. And like after the comeback in game one and then the, like uh, the win in game three, was there ever a point within the final series that you felt like uh, that experience was going to pay off for Golden State and that the moment was going to be too big for your Celtics? I don't know about too big, but definitely experience paying off. So, I mean, however, though, I am a Jaguars fan, so I'm delusional and always expects us or uh, my teams to pull through somehow. But, yeah, I mean, there's a reason Golden State is a dynasty. There's a reason that they've been doing what they're doing for so long and are playing at the level they're at for so long. When you have stars like Steph and Clay, who's finally healthy, really shows how different they are uh, when they have Clay and Steph and everybody's at full strength versus when they are without them. And you have an up-and-coming star in Jordan Poole, too. That's going to be a fun team to watch for the next couple of years if they stay together. I think they're going to stay together, even if they don't. Um... Right now, you can you definitely can put Golden State as a first class organization, and the GMs and the owners are a one two punch. They are one of the best, not only in the NBA but pretty much all of sports, where you can basically trust them to make really, really, really great decisions and prepare for the long run. Because as Steph, Clay, and Draymond age, you can see the future bright with the guys that they're able to draft. Um, even in this year's NBA draft, which we'll talk about later, uh, you could just see Golden State's development, future planning all pay out in that series. Because by the, I want, by the time Golden State won, and to remind all of our fans that neither one of us are Golden State's fans, he's a Celtics fan, I'm a Hawks fan. By this time, when the Golden State had their parade or when they uh, won a TD, 
two years two years before that, they were had one of the worst records in the NBA. And we automatically knew without Steph, without Clay, and some and somehow without Draymond, it wasn't gonna be that much. But you can see during that time, a lot of guys that helped contribute into a championship this year for Golden State, that experience two years ago was it was all due. It was all made due. It, it all led up to this. It's been fun to watch this franchise turn into what it is. And you have guys like Steph who have completely revolutionized the game. So on that note, something Jalen and I did want to talk about, because that was just a, a popular topic of debate shortly after um, the finals was over. Uh, where do you think Steph ranks uh, point guard wise, you know, out of the rankings of all the point guards to ever play the game of all point, time? Point guard wise, he you can make a you can make a case for it. he is number two. There's gonna be a lot of young cats, a lot of people out there that's trying to put him over magic. You can't put him over magic. No. Um even but as a Celtics me, fan, you can't put him over magic. You can't put him over magic because yes, Steph changed the game, and that's what that's what uh, like eclipsed him into the top ten. That finals MVP in which he finally got one, he earned it, and two, he was the best player on that court uh, on that court through every game except for game except for game five. But outside outside of that one, because I ain't no cherry pick type of dude, I don't even like cherries. Um, but outside that entire series, he was the best player. He got the Finals MVP. He he's accomplished every single thing in the NBA that you have to do. He's in the top ten. Where you got to rank, that's completely up to the masses. But point guard wise, he will. I, he's never gonna pass Magic. What Magic did? What Magic did around his era, and we've seen it in documentaries. I haven't seen none. I haven't seen neither one of the documentaries. But what Magic did. When you're a guy that can play the one through the five, Steph can only play the one, maybe the two. But when you're a guy that's a point guard, that revolutionized the game as far as having big type of guards. That's forever going to be changed. And what he did, he was forever showtime. So he's ever going to be he's forever going to be popular on that. And not saying that Steph is not, because Magic had the million dollar smile. So did Steph, because like you know he's the baby face assassin, and the Curry fam is the Curry fam. So, like, there's going to be, like, a whole lot of discussions on that. But Steph will never pass Magic on numerous reasons. But Steph, now, he's in the top ten. He's top ten all time. He's top five. He's, as much as there are a debate, there's forever going to be the Jordan-LeBron debate. One debate that's not going to happen. It's the same thing about, it's the same thing about, like, uh, how Muhammad Ali is the greatest of all time. And there's no debate on that. There's no. Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time. There's no debate on that. Now you got one in basketball. Who's the greatest shooter of all time? It's Steph Curry, and you don't even question it. No, not at all. And I mean, you don't I question think... it. You're like the second, the second best shooter might be the other guy that's on his team, but you're not touch, you're not touching Steph Curry for what he did, what how he changed the game. He made it. He made it to a point where when he got into the when he got into the game, he took shots that you knew if you were to take in high school, middle school, or church league. You get benched in a heartbeat, and you won't see the court. You're getting benched but if you're he, playing pickup with your friends, and it's three on three. They'll take two on three any day if you're especially shots don't. Like that. It don't even matter what the situation. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't even matter what the situation is if you take those t- shots. No. And but the thing what Steph did, he's a six three. When you think of NBA players, you think of six six or above, like LeBron James on like my, um, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, guys like that. They're giants because this is a grown man's game. 
And the problem with a lot of people, whether it's in media or whether it's in just fans of the NBA or basketball in general, it's hard for them to fathom that a guy that's below average height in the NBA that's not really a giant, that's like an average height, even though he's 6'3", 6'3", is not really average, but like, you get the point. It's hard to fathom that a guy like that has dominated the game and changed the game the way it is. And he's made it to the point where guys that are like are not going to grow can still find a way to get to the league. Yeah, I mean, it's it you look really at, shows there's a spot for everybody. You look at guys like Trey Young, who's five, who's run like five eleven. You look at guys like Patty Mills, not even though Patty's been in the game for a long time. But you look at guys like that that are smaller guards that are able to shoot from long deep. And how the game has changed is, if you got the best shooters, you got the best, like you got the best chance to win. Defense does matter, and it showed within this series. Even though all the talks about like the Celtics had the best defense and everything, they and like. And they was gonna be able to like win the series. You don't even have to have the greatest defense no more to be able to win a championship. You got to have a decent defense, but you gotta get buckets. You and gotta be able to no, score. You have to be able to score. No, and nobody has been able to do that. Would do that uh, like better than Golden State, but we'll talk about that later. Steph yeah, yeah. changed the game where you have to space the floor. Small ball was a thing, and it almost put the extinct into the big man. But the big man starting to come back. But again, that's another story for another day. Steph changed the game as far as on the shooting the shooting level on that you need to be able to shoot the ball because now, way we look at things now, for us to go ahead, back in the day, we used to think if you got a 20-point lead, heck, if you have a 15-point lead or more, game's over. That ain't the case right now. You got to have at least a 30 to a 35-point lead and for you to feel a little bit comfortable thinking that you got the win. Because a 20-point lead, especially with the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry, and this is because of them, that thing goes away fast because of the way they can shoot. And that's what he did. So he's in my top 10. And later on in the show, we're going to talk about who, who's who's in our all-time top 10. Well, let's jump into that right now, honestly. I mean, I think Curry's a top five all-time. Number one, correct me if, you know, I'll, I'll give you my top. I'll give you my top 10, and I'm guessing some of these might agree. You might agree or disagree with some of these and where they're at. Um, Magic, obviously, number one. We both agree on that. I mean, what he brought to the game was insane. The reason why I don't think Steph is number two yet, um, I think Oscar Robin, or Robertson is number two just because of what he did at the time. He was the first player to ever average a triple-double in league history before Russ did it. So he started that whole thing. So Just, go ahead, just go ahead and give me a straight top ten. We'll yeah, explain I, another time. I got gotcha. you. Magic, Oscar Robinson, Jerry West, number three. Uh, Steph at number four, but honestly, those two are interchangeable right now. I think Steph might be number three, and I'll put Jerry West at four, so I'll flop that around real quick. Um, Isaiah Thomas, you want to talk about an undersized guard I, with the mean boys in uh, Detroit. That Isaiah Thomas. Bad is, boys. Yeah, bad boys. My bad. Bad boys of Detroit all day. I'll take Isaiah Thomas, number five, all day. Uh, Chris Paul, number six. Stockton at seven. Uh, the flow god himself, Steve Nash at eight. I'll put Jason Kidd at ten, and I'll or uh, Jason Kidd at nine, and I'll put Gary Payton at ten. But you're talking, okay? Please tell me this is your all-time point guard list. Yeah, these are my all-time point guards. Okay, I was talking all top on like top ten all time. Yeah, this is my top ten all time. Not point guards, players. Oh, <laughs> I misunderstood. I'm about to lose my mind. <laughs> I'm like. Bro, where's Jordan? Where's Jordan and LeBron? Where's, where's Jordan? Where's Kobe? Where's Kareem? Where's yeah, Shaq? Yeah, I'm like, 
Where's LeBron? <laughs> Where the man? What you talk? But when I saw the three, like, oh, you talking about point guards? Guys. Yeah, no, I'm just oh, doing point guards. You think I make a top ten without Kareem, Kobe, Shaq, Jordan, and LeBron? <laughs> you are a Celtics fan. I figured you was gonna be petty. No, I'm not that petty. I'm not petty to the point of disrespectful. If you're good, you're good. So yeah, top ten all time. I mean. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, we're leaving this in. Uh, top 10 all time. Uh, number one, Jordan. It's Jordan. I don't need an explanation for that. Number two is Kareem. You want to talk about a guy who – so fun thing about Kareem, um, the skyhook was developed because in college around that point in time, you actually couldn't dunk the ball. But because Kareem was so tall and could basically almost dunk by standing, for a guy like that, skyhook's a high percentage shot. So you want to talk about a guy who literally changed the game so Kareem number two, LeBron is three, Shaq is four, Kobe is five, and those two are interchangeable, honestly. Uh, Magic is six, Bill Russell is seven. Did he have the prettiest stat line? No. But you want to talk about a guy who was dominant at every single level of the game, you have Bill Russell. Uh, I'm going to put Bird at eight, Steph at nine, and Mr. Wilt Chamberlain himself at number ten. And the only reason Wilt's at 10 is because the level of play around that time was not to where it is today, but I'm not trying to take anything away from that guy because Wilt was a dominant force to the nth degree. So what about your top 10, man? What you got? Not a bad list, but my turn. I'm going to catch having Wilt at 10. <laughs> at number one, I got Michael Jordan. No explanation. At number two, I got LeBron James. No explanation. Got to give him his respect. Especially that I come from a city that that are nothing but LeBron lovers that annoyed me growing up. Um, but you got to give respect to what respect is due and credit to what credit is due. Even though the debate is going to last forever, you got some people that got him at one, you got some people at two, but I'll leave it at that. And yeah, number I'm three, I got Kobe. I cannot put nobody above Kobe. I'm sorry, I can't do it. You're good. Uh, I love Kobe. Kobe. Kobe, when you're a guy that basically changed not only the game but the nature of life to the point if you grab a ball, whether it's trash or a piece of paper, and you're shooting it in the basket, nobody says they made the shot. That Nobody says Steph. Nobody says Jordan. Nobody says LeBron. They say Kobe. <laughs> they Kobe. They say Kobe. Kobe's name is in there with Randy Moss when you up in football and you jump over and say, you say, like, you got Moss. When you hit a shot like that and you fade, and, and whether it's trash can, whether it's Steph shooting, like, uh, sugar cubes in the coffee, you're not saying Curry. You're saying Kobe. So I got him in my three. Steph says Kobe for each jump shot. I, I bet you he <laughs> do. You've also got like Mamba mentality too. Like that's a yeah. thing that's been. It, Look, it's, there's a reason why. Bring, the game. reason why I mentioned that because right now it's starting to become cliche because a lot of people misuse it. We're gonna get to your yep. boy later on. We're gonna let. Yeah, we, we got to talk about your boy later on. You like, you know, the whole Kobe thing. But we'll talk about that later. All right. Number four, I got Magic. Number five, I got Shaq. Number six, I got Kareem. Dang, that's five. Hey, that's five straight Lakers. That Showtime Laker was nasty, yeah. though. That's the thing. So you've got mm -hmm. the Showtime Lakers, which, yes, there's an HBO show, but I'm not going to try to – I know uh, I'm going to start to sound like that guy me, who's always – yeah, you finish, finish real quick. Number seven, I got Bill Russell. At right. eight, and a lot of people are going to get on you about your list on this one. 
At a, I got Tim, I got Tim Duncan, the greatest power forward of all time. At nine, I got Bird. In ten, I got Curry. Curry's in the top ten. Wilt Chamberlain got. I got Wilt ahead of Duncan, but I got Duncan at eleven. I'm not look. Wilt may have Wilt, Wilt dominated the game, but I looked at this. He got two championships, and I think he was also in the same era with Bill Russell. So one of them had to go. Bill got eleven. Wilt got two. Gotta go. I'll give you but that. That's just, but that's just, so that's my list. I got Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, Magic, Shaq, Kareem, Russell, Duncan, Bird, and I got Curry. I feel like Bird would be higher on this list, and this I may catch some heat for this too. I feel like Bird may be higher on this list if he didn't have Reminder the talent around him. Reminder, folks, he's a Celtics fan. Bird would be higher on the list if he didn't have the talent around him that he did. That was a good team. Those were great teams that Bird was a part of. You don't have guys doing what Bird did during the time. I want everybody to go back and look at every single interview where people talk about how great a trash talker he was, but also oh, how he backed it up. Trash but he also backed it up. That three-point contest he won in his warm-ups, he went yep. into the locker room and said, who's coming in second? Larry, he didn't take his warm-ups off, and then he won it. Larry Bird was the primetime Deion Sanders of the NBA in trash talking. In trash he, talking, in trash talking, but he would back it up too, which was it, it, that's what takes you to a different that's level. That's what made him the prime. He would sit there. There was a game, I don't remember what game it was. He but was a white prime. Oh my god, man. Watch like looking at some of those interviews too were great. Like, I think one of my two of my favorite Larry moments were when there was a game. It, what he would do, he called a game winner. He said, Here's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna run over here. I'm going to catch the pass right here in the corner, and I'm going to hit a three right over your head with two <laughs> seconds left to win it. And he score. did it. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> no, there, was was, a, there was a game where he looked at the guy during he, he, warm-ups he was, who was guarding him and said, I'm going to play this whole game left-handed. He and he cold, did. He was a cold and dude. And he still beat him. <laughs> he was a cold dude. Um, I, everybody loved and respected Larry, he, man. He, that's, was a cold, he was a cold dude. But that's like, nuts. But, like, yeah, that's my, that's my 10. Also – one quick thing I want to I really want to give a shout out to in the NBA finals. I gotta give a shout out to Andrew Wiggins. Uh he was a former number one overall pick. Like got got drafted by Cleveland, but then LeBron, that was when LeBron decided to go back to Cleveland. So yeah, you know, he got involved with the trade, going to Minnesota, stuck in Minnesota for there. He Andrew Wiggins was never that guy that was gonna like be a franchise type of guy that like be able to take over and stuff. But I never thought he was just I never thought he was like Anthony Bennett. I did not think that dude was a bust. <laughs> He had too much athleticism, and the potential was too there. He needed to go to a place. And I listened to a lot of like analysts, reporters, and big te- and guys that make a whole lot of huge takes. And Colin Coward once said, "Like it pays to be in an environment, or well, like it pays to be in a consistent, established, well-run culture." And when like, and you look at what Andrew Wiggins was was was. What Andrew Wiggins was when he was in Minnesota compared to when he arrived in Golden State, and I thought, and I thought to myself, when they first made that trade for him, I said, like, that's gonna work. That's gonna work because well, because he and, didn't have to be the guy. That's the reason why it worked. And so, what I saw in the finals, uh, there was a lot of scout reports when he was going to get drafted and stuff back when he was at Kansas. Said, like, he has the potential to be a really good defender. And I remember, like during that time when he was in Kansas, said, like a lot of people, a lot of people kept saying he was going to be a really good defender. I'm like, he looked like he didn't want to defend. But like what we saw in the finals and throughout the entirety of the playoffs, 
I'm like, I can see it because the dude's long. He's athletic. But boy, is he athletic. Yeah. The job that he did on Jason Tatum is like was absolutely insane. Yeah, you can he say, played like, great defense. It was up there to what Andrew, uh, like Andre Iguodala did to LeBron. It was up there to what uh, Kawhi Leonard did to LeBron back when, back when he was in San Antonio when he won Finals MVP. Now LeBron, now LeBron still averages them out, but like when you're one of those tier guys, if you hold somebody to run like a high twenty, low thirty, you kind of yeah. did your job. You did what you were supposed to do. Exactly. But I like, do want I do want to jump in real quick before we get too sure. far away from this. Uh, as of two minutes ago. Draymond Green is doing Draymond things. And because of some of the rumors swirling around about a LeBron Kyrie reunion in LA, uh, a new quote from Draymond is he doesn't think that a Bron Kyrie reunion will help the Lakers beat the Warriors. It won't. No. Because, it won't. But we can no, talk about you, it. We can yeah, talk that's, about a, that that's a whole other thing. We'll talk about that if that happens. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, it's shout out to Wiggins, man. I mean, you go like we talked about the last episode. He was able to go into a situation to where he didn't have to be the dude. He could just play his brand of basketball. He didn't have to always put up the points. He didn't have to be the scoring leader, the shot leader, you know, the best defender, the best everything on the team. He could just play like Andrew Wiggins needs to play, which is solid defense, a couple threes every now and then, and then just really good athletic finishing around the rim. He played great. I mean, there's, he's a huge part of that franchise. There's a story in which if anybody knows me, they knew that I used to hate Steph Curry with a burning passion. And this was around <laughs> my, this was around like early so, sophomore, junior year of Georgia at Georgia Southern. So I'm going to say 20, uh, 2016, 2017, 2018. These I remember were these arguments. I hated Steph Curry. And these were the three principles of which I, and which I hated him for. Number one, he to me he ruined the game because at that time it was about like balance like you want don't just jack up three because also at that time I was a middle school basketball coach and I had a bunch of kids that were like one, like that were really tall so that were really tall around those areas around those areas at that time and they want to just step back and jack, you know, like like jack up threes I'm like if y'all don't get y'all big behinds in that paint dominate because y'all the tallest jokers out there I'm like I'm gonna have a fit but like that's because of Curry and I blame that for how so that uh, I blame him for that so that's one. The second reason, he was the unanimous MVP. And I'm like, Jordan, LeBron, guys like that never got unanimous MVP. What the heck, what the heck make you think like he, like he should have got that? So a little bit of jealousy on that. And, all, and, like, and add on with that, uh, the dude had 99 on 2K that year. And I just knew I'm going to run into too many people that want to play Golden State. With, like, with step, like, oh, my God, that was a bad time. Nah, the, that took me off. And the the last, 2K cheese was the – Combo of Steph, Clay, KD, that's Draymond. The year, that's the year after. And yeah, I mean that, that how, like that that turned into a whole. That turned into we're, a whole, we're not going to get into that. Like, we're not going to get into that. That's like that. that's like people playing with PSG on that, FIFA. No, like, we, what are you doing? Yeah. Here's the and here was the third reason why I hated Steph Curry during that time. He made light skinned dudes look too good. <laughs> because in that time, people understand this. In that time of life, in that time of our culture, black culture. There was a slick battle war going on. What it, you were either team dark skin or team light skin, and the Golden State Warriors at that time, outside of Draymond Green, cast them out. It was team light skin, which was Golden State that was winning, and team dark skin, which was LeBron Kyrie and them, 
and when they was when they was winning. That was the thing. That was the identity of that time. And so, like, I'm like, because I was already struggling to get dates as is because I felt like the light skin was the big trend at that time of the 16, 17, and 18, like, you know, years. That was it. We done got past it now when, like, to God be glory. Anyway, those are the three reasons why I hate them. I don't hate them anymore. And I think because, well, he, well, the, the reason why I don't hate him now, Kevin Durant exceeded my hatred for him when I used to be a Thunder fan. And July 4th, 2016, Kevin Durant announced he was going on, like, going to leave Oklahoma City to go to Golden State. I'm like, ain't this about a punk move? But, like, we're not going to get into details on that. You remember he but wore the like, cupcake what? hat after he won that ring? Did you see that? Look, 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 <laughs> look. After, look, after he made that decision, I'm saying, like, I don't hate Steph no more. KD took that one. But, you know, after KD left and, like, Golden State started going that, going through that struggle, I had so much I had so much uh, admiration for Golden State, both the players and the organization, because not like because too many people will struggle to make a comeback like that. Where you on the top, you're at the bottom, and now you're back on top. And so, like, I respect Cur- I, like I've always respected Curry, but now like I really like I really like the Golden State Warriors. I'm a Hawks fan first, but my respect goes out to Golden State, and they're de- and they're definitely my pick to go on go ahead and win it all because they're gonna have the best shooting team that, on like going in next season. They're gonna have. Uh, Steph's gonna be healthy going in next season. Clay's gonna be healthy going in next season. Draymond's gonna be healthy going in next season. They're gonna have a full off season where they can just relax, rest their body, and go ahead and prepare. And so, like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, so that'll take us into NBA predictions as well, or early predictions at least. Uh, but we'll get into that one in a minute. I think it's time to start seeing. I, and like, I, I get what you're saying about Steph too. Like for me, you know that that was LeBron for me, and a lot of other people too. But when you stop becoming just a fan of the team and you start becoming more of a fan of the game itself, you take a step back and you get to realize what these guys have done, what they're doing, and just respect the talent and the success of, you know, and everything that they've done and put into this to really just leave their mark on the league. So, yeah, I mean, I used to – I couldn't stand LeBron. But, I mean – Dude, balls. He's he's a great person based off of everything that I see. I mean, you know, huge advocate for a lot of things. You know, I, I got nothing but respect for LeBron now as I've I've aged and matured. Um, <laughs> well, let's get into some early predictions. Nah. But before we get into that, let's do uh, let's let's jump into the draft uh, and do a couple thoughts in the NBA draft these past uh, day let's or two. It. I really just want to get into winners and losers for the most part. Um, winners. For I do me, want to mention this. Some people are going to have conspiracy theories because they feel like Vegas knew something that we didn't because the talks going leading up to the draft. It was either Jabari or Chet and Paolo. Oh, I knew it was Paolo. I didn't. I knew it was Paolo. I didn't see him. I knew it was Paolo. I knew it was Paolo. But we'll get into that later. Um, Basically, for me, winners of the draft by far, I think Paolo Bancaro is in a great fit with Orlando. You know, you've got – just the people around him is going to be fine. He's going to be able to be a solid, true uh, four and just really come into his own. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I think – I honestly, I think the first three picks went to good spots. I mean, I think Jalen Green and Jabari Smith is going to be disgusting and so much fun to play with in 2K. Um, I think Boncaro and Orlando is a great fit. 
I think Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Paolo Boncaro is your new big three right there. And you've got Wendell Carter Jr. too. So you've got some solid players. I think it's going to be just fine. And I think, you know, you got your man down at OKC right now. I think he's got to put on a little more muscle, but he'll do just fine there too. Uh, I'm a Hawks fan, but like, you know, still always still got love for OKC. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm okay. Detroit did good too. Detroit did good too with uh, Detroit, Ivy. Did, I don't want to yeah, Detroit did really good. good. We'll talk, we'll talk about like, we'll talk about more winners. Um, yeah, well, Paula Ben Carroll and I watched a lot of Duke. He's and good. I, I even watched a good bit of like uh, Gonzaga, especially when they played Alabama and, ba- and Bama beat them. Um, and I know a lot about Jabari Smith because he's with that other school in Alabama. <laughs> um, but <laughs> with Ben Carroll, big body, he's gonna play the four. He could play a small five if, unlike in a certain situation, he He's could play. He could play the three. He could play the three. But when I watched this game, I, I looked at him and I'm saying like he remind me of Rui Achimura back when he was in Gonzaga. I'm like, I'll I give you that. I really saw a lot of Rui Achimura. Uh, um, but like with Paulo, with Paulo is the dude's gonna be good. But there was nobody in this draft where you said like. They're gonna be all stars. They're gonna be like off the rip, and there was no guarantees in this draft. Um, now with Jaden Ivy and his whole like his journey was different. Like he had like he this whole destiny was in Detroit. Two K did him so dirty. Mom, mom, his mom, like his mom. I think he had an uncle or a dad or something that were like all played all played in Detroit. Like that was um that that was gonna come. That had to happen. Like with, yeah, with the number five pick with Jaden Ivy. But with, like Ben Carroll going to Magic, first of all, you got to give credit to the Magic that they didn't draft another guard. You got to give credit to that they already got too yeah. many as is. We um, also got Jonathan Isaac if he's healthy too. Orlando, if if Orlando can stay healthy, if Orlando could get right, yeah. It, if Orlando yeah, can stay healthy, they're going to be a um, they're my sleeper if they can stay healthy. Yeah, with the Rockets getting Jabari, there's going to be like that's going to be a like. To me, that's a steal. That was a steal right oh, there. Oh, without a doubt. Jabari they were going to take Paolo like, or Jabari, whoever dropped. Uh, um, Yeah, because with the Rockets, you got, like, what, uh, Jalen Green. Um, You drafted Tari Eason out of LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, Porter Jr. And, uh, Shog- and, like, Shogun. Got a good young core over there. Now they're in the Western Conference, which is still going to be harder to compete. But we'll see. I'm ready to actually see a lot of these uh, young cats. I'm glad nobody's injured so we get yeah. to see everybody play in the summer league. I'm excited about that. I'm going to knock on some wood on that one. Like on that one uh, with the Kings, we don't really talk about the Kings because, like, to be honest, they don't know what the heck they're doing. But with Detroit, Kings never know what they're doing. I love the Detroit draft, and I love OKC, and I love OKC's draft because you not only get Chet Holmgren, you get Jalen, you get Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, who's a tremendous pick and roll type of guy yep. that can also defend, and he can knock down some shots. And also, you got another, and you got another dude. No, wait, that was tra- good. God, there were so many trades in this draft. You want to talk about a guy who? You want oh to talk yeah, about you got Jalen Williams out of Ar- and you got Jalen Williams out yep. of Arkansas. They had a tr- like the Pistons and OKC to me had the best draft. Had the like Spurs the had a, Spurs and Rockets had a good draft too. Had, I mean, yeah, they did. They did. There were a lot of solid drafts. Now you want to talk about a team more to crap. I, I think Pistons won the draft by far. Um, I think that's going to be a really fun team to start watching. Now you want to talk about a team that I thought lost the draft, and you said a team that has no idea what they're doing. What are the Knicks doing? Who cares? What was that? 
what was that? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Like, I, I care a little bit, but also I'm a like, Hawks fan. I don't care. That's fair. No, I mean there, they there's talk, a, they want to talk all that stuff leading oh, we'll, up to the um, leading up to the play um leading up we'll to get the playoffs and like, we'll like, get like two years ago. They want to say F they want to say F Trey Young and Trey Young said like all right, hold my beer. We'll get into that. Don't worry. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. I think the Knicks are so again, I, the Knicks are very clearly making a push for Jalen Brunson. Um, and they're gonna make a push. They're doing college stuff. They're gonna, yeah. They're. I just, I don't. I, they're making a push for Brunson, which they're is not college, like, but like for Brunson. And I'm like, yeah. Who? Cares? I wouldn't throw the. I wouldn't throw the bag at Brunson though. That's the thing. I, it's Brunson's good. Don't get me wrong, but he's, he's a not dog. like he. Yeah, he's a dog. And like he, and he's a win. He's a winner, and he's a dog. You know what? Now I understand. Now I understand that. I get it, but I don't because I won't throw the bag at him because I don't I, know if he can I, consistently I be that dude because, day like, in and day out. They're hoping that his winning like aura can finally be around and can finally infect the Knicks organization and the team as a whole. They're hoping that his winning experience and his energy can be enough to uplift the Knicks. It's not. It's that heavy. You know what would be the most Knicks move of all time? What? Is if they if they gave up all this draft capital, all this stuff for Brunson, and then he just decides to re-sign with Dallas. They didn't give up much. All they did was like all they did was pretty much just trade back. Now they got picks for next year. I give them. They got picks for next year, but I mean, I just y'all y'all need to win now. Like, and not not you know what I mean. Like Knicks Who, need the to Knicks. Yeah, they ain't got no timetable for nothing. Like the fans are just like trying to get excited for something. Uh, Nick sold something, man. They sold. Again, that's all I'm saying. But once again, and I'm hoping the fans and I'm hoping the people in the back can say this with me now. Who cares? <laughs> well, let's get to something. Let's do predictions. I know you briefly touched on Golden State. I think we're about to see the next few runs of when it was Miami or Cleveland versus Golden State year after year after year. I think it's going to be something similar to that with the Celtics and the Warriors uh, going forward for the next two to three years. My predictions for next year. I think Orlando's a sleeper. I think Detroit takes that next step forward. I think New York continues to be New York. I think Detroit's going to make it. I think they I think they can make a push to the playoffs. But, again, I've, I never watched a whole lot of Detroit, so kind of hard for me to say. Um, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. They might make the play-in, but I don't know if they'll be – actually in the playoffs so they might just miss the plan they're gonna take a step forward though <sighs> my hawks are gonna my hawks are not gonna be in the playoff playing play next season they're gonna be in the playoffs i do believe Did you just make a trade for somebody or there were rumors no, about it rumors about it rumors about it. nothing official and i don't talk about rumors like that I ain't I'm, high school. I'm not in high school no more i'm with you um the bucks are gonna be back yep i'm picking mb to win on win the mvp next year he should have got it this year he should have. I'm picking Embiid to win the MVP next year. That's my early prediction. I got him winning the MVP. I'm going to pick Giannis to win Defensive Player of the Year. Yep, I'll give you that. I'll give you both of those. The team, okay, I'm, let, let's go ahead and go over these. East, Milwaukee, Philly, um, Boston, especially to get everybody back healthy. Y'all still gonna say don't leave Boston now. Y'all still, y'all still, y'all still, y'all gotta get a ball handler. Y'all, for the love of God, y'all gotta get a ball handler. 
I mean, the guy we drafted looks like he was pretty solid. I mean, you got you, know? you got like you got Bama's uh, JD JD Davidson. That was it. But mm, we're not gonna get we're not get, we're not gonna get into that just yet. But Milwaukee, Philly, and Boston, those are gonna be the guys. Uh, scratch that. Miami, Miami's always gonna compete. Uh, Atlanta's gonna be Atlanta's gonna be in there. They're gonna compete. I'm not gonna pick them to win it. We gotta make some big moves, but we're gonna compete. Brooklyn's gonna be. Um, Actually, we're putting Brooklyn in the, in that discussion. So, like, we don't know. No, you can't put Brooklyn in there because they got another mess on their hands. But with the East, there's really no telling because it's really it's really open space. It's going to be competitive like every which way. Even teams that didn't even make the playoffs this year, I can see some teams making the playoffs like going in this season. With the West, let's see: Golden State, Dallas. That, that, Dallas gonna be so much better next year with Chris. Well, Dallas gonna be Chris, just after fine the tra- after the trade with Christian Wood. Uh, Lucas, Lucas looked like he got in shape. I just looked at some of the highlights. On uh, like he's in Slovenia, he's in uh, Slovenia right now, and he just having fun with a bunch of the pro guys in Slovenia, giving them the business. So like he looked like he's in shape. So that's that. Phoenix will compete. I'll leave I it think, at that. I think Aiden leaves. Denver will compete. They will not win. They will not win. Utah is in the same discussion with Brooklyn. Now they're not bad as Brooklyn, but you don't know. Like you don't know if Donovan wants out, and they might be moving on with Rudy Gobert, but we don't know yet. So that's that. The Lakers, we don't know. All we know is they're going to compete, but that's about it. I know we're leaving some teams out. OKC, they'll compete. Portland's my sleeper in the West, and Orlando's my sleeper in the East. Portland got to get some guys to bring in, but like, dang, Portland did get to... some guys. Who? Uh, they took Shadon Sharp in the first round. They we... took no, 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 no. We're talking about guys that actually help Dane get to the playoffs or at least compete for a championship. He need big time guys. He need KD. He need guys like that. There's rumors for that, and I know they just traded for who did they just trade Again, for? Again, we ain't in high school no more. Forget the rumors. But that's sorry, that's just me. But uh, now you good. See. They just traded for okay, Jeremy Grant. So you've got in the East, Charlotte's going to compete. You've got Nurk and you've got Jeremy Grant down at the four and the five, which is a solid front court. Dang it! Okay, the the L.A. Clippers they're going to compete, especially getting Kawhi uh, Kawhi Paul George back. They're going to be in they're going to be in contention for the title. In the East, the Bulls are going to compete. In the West, the Timberwolves they're going to compete, but they. I, I'm hoping that that playoff experience against the Memphis Grizzlies and Memphis, Memphis, they're going to be in contention. But um, with, with Minnesota, I'm hoping that experience helped them learn to play smarter basketball. Memphis, they're going to compete. But I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you, though. I'm worried about John Morant. If he's yeah. having, if he's having a knee issue now, he could be on the, he could be on Derrick Rose's um type, a type of path. I think Ja will be fine. I think Ja just needs to. I'm John a little bit help. worried about that. I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, New Orleans, New Orleans, they're gonna compete if Zion can stay healthy. Zion looks good right now. He looked like like there were there were some reports that said I think either some reports or some rumors, and this would be the run rumor I'll follow along. I'll go back to high school real quick. Um, <laughs> Zion finally got a nutritionist. Good. And I've been looking at the commercials in which he had for his new shoes. He looks good. We'll see. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. Now, what I do want to get into, because we did talk about it last episode, I want to get into this fan base breakdown that you and I talked about. 
So one thing we mentioned in the last episode, for those of you who are listening from the previous one, we wanted to break down the fan bases into different categories. So what I did is I took the time to break each group into different categories. So we got the meanest fans, we got best attendance, best behaved, the loudest fans, the most diehard fans, the most annoying, and then the pettiest. The uh, meanest fans, Jalen, there's a reason why I said don't get ahead of me. I think right. the Knicks are the nastiest fans. I mean, you're trying to spit on Trey Young, talk nope. all that smack. Nope. Uh, Go okay. ahead. I, I get where you're going with that, but in order for uh, in order for like the Knicks to be like the meanest fans, dog, they're only mean because the world is mean to them. And we're only mean and to them because they're, they're nasty. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I wouldn't say the Knicks. I would say Utah. Okay, I see that. I see I, what I you're say, saying. I, I say you. I say Utah is more meaner. Because of, I, I, I'll never forget that OKC and that OKC series on um, when OKC had Russell, Paul George, and Carmelo, and mm-hmm. they would just get up in with Russell Westbrook, and call, I call them names. There was some that said that uh, some of the Utah fans like they got racial, and heck, you can even go back to the John Stockton, Car- Carl Malone days when like when they was going against Jordan. I'm sure there was a, I'm sure Utah was mean as heck in that place. I'll Lake. give you that. Best attendance, I got the Mavs, <laughs> just because apparently they consistently sell out almost every single game. Thoughts on that one? Uh, uh, best attendance. Ugh. I just looked at overall ticket sales, and then the Mavs have the the highest uh, sell out or a sold out percentage of the league. And they have the last couple of years. Oh no, that's a tough one. I was I thought you was gonna say Boston. Nah, well, they, they're on here, but we'll get to that. Uh, I'll go Boston. I, I, I'm gonna go Boston on, on all right. Exhibits. Best behaved, I said Portland. Never hear anything bad. I ain't got no reason to misbehave. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no reason. That ain't fair. But hey, it is what it is. Best behaved is Portland. I'm gonna go Milwaukee. All right. I said loudest is the Bulls because as of I think over the last year or two, they now have Man, the biggest arena in basketball. No. No, we. I'm not gonna base the no loudness off no arena. We're gonna but do if you like feel the fans it. are ragged. I think the ball, like I, I think here's my two, here's my two loudest. Boston and I'm going Toronto. Okay. For that, or after that, since you keep bringing up Boston, uh Celtics I had for the most diehard fans. Oh stuff. Uh let's see. You were talking <laughs> diehard. Yeah, you go you go with the C's. Um the ones that are dying, that's you gotta go with the Knicks. <laughs> dying fans, I'll give yeah. you that. Stephen we're A. We're talking die hard. We're talking die hard. You got like you gotta go Knicks. Uh, you gotta go Lakers. No, wait, Lakers are most annoying. Yep, there you go. You already read my mind. Lakers um, most annoying. <laughs> and, I got, and I got respect. And I got respect for the Lakers, but like, yeah, absolutely. I'm being, I'm being honest with you. No, no so oh, yeah. actually, who's more annoying? Lakers or Warriors? Lakers fans or Warriors fans? That's a coin flip. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it a coin flip. I'll do a coin flip on that. So Lakers and Warriors win most annoying. Pettiest fans, I have the Warriors. 76ers. I got the Sixers and the Nets. I got Warriors. I'm sorry, but you got to have a reason to be petty. You got to earn the right to be petty. <laughs> I think the six. yeah. I got Sixers and Nets, I got but that's Warriors, just me. Bro. I got Warriors after what the players been doing. Like, after, <laughs> like during the parade, Warriors took that time. That's true. 
I said pettiest play. I said pettiest fan base, not pettiest players. Draymond uh, has they been. They You don't. You don't think fans kept the receipts? <laughs> Draymond's been doing Draymond things, and I'm gonna leave it at that. So, let's take it away from the NBA. That'll that'll conclude our NBA fan base awards. Um, I want to briefly touch on something that uh, got talked about recently. Uh, with the signing, uh, let's go to the NFL a little bit. Uh, with the signing of Kenny Pickett a few days ago, this, uh, to my knowledge, is the first time that all first-round picks have fully guaranteed contracts. Now, for those people who don't know too much about NFL contracts, NFL contracts are one of the few sports where all of your money is not guaranteed. There's stuff where there's incentives behind it. Um, there's stuff where there's signing bonuses, all of it. So the projected, uh, you know, oh, this contract is worth, you know, $40 million. Well, the guy that may get like 15. So it's really nice to start seeing these players getting paid with fully guaranteed contracts like the vast majority of other sports in this league. To my knowledge, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, NBA contracts fully guaranteed. All soccer contracts are fully guaranteed. MLB contracts are fully guaranteed. Hockey contracts, to my knowledge, are also fully guaranteed. Football is one of the only sports that still does not do fully guaranteed contracts across the board. So it's nice to see something like this. Um, I think it's a good thing because, like, there's always been talks about, like, trying to make guaranteed contracts because you never know if somebody gets hurt or or what another person's situation is Yeah, when it comes to when they need the money. So, like, you know, I'm with it. I hear you. Well, let's round it out with some hockey talk just a little bit. Uh, for those who don't you know, know Stan- black, right? <laughs> there's black players in the NHL. You do know I'm black, right? <laughs> I'll make it quick then. So basically, um, right now, Stanley Cup Finals, it's my Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Colorado Avalanche. Um, Right now, Tampa Bay is down 3-2, to my knowledge. Uh, Tonight is game six. Yep. Uh, They have a chance to come back and win it all. Um, I would love to see Tampa come back and win it all. Nothing would make me happier than watch Colorado blow a 3-1 lead. But this goes back to what you were saying earlier with, you know, experience experience will come through and prevail. And that's showing, you know, with a lot of these guys who I think the lightning are trying to build their dynasty right now. Um, Their team has a substantial amount of playoff game appearances versus, you know, the avalanche. So I think, you know, experience is starting to show through Um, go bolts and let's see if we can uh, make Colorado blow a three, one lead. Well, that's it on that one. I mean, Jalen, do you got anything else you want to add? A little bit of baseball, a little bit of baseball stuff. So today is going to be uh, game two of the College World Series between Ole Miss and Oklahoma. Ole Miss won the first game. They went today. They secured the national championship, which is going to be a, which is going to be weird saying Ole Miss in a national championship. Yeah. So there's that. So Oklahoma needs to win today to be able to force a pivotal game three. I think that's how the college, yeah I think that's how the College World Series works. Um. But, yeah, game is set to – actually, it's playing right now. But, yeah, so that's that. Also, um, in other baseball news, I'm a Braves fan, so this was going to be a big um, big weekend for us as uh, the return of Freddie Freeman, former, uh, former Atlanta Braves first baseman and world champion, received his ring as well. Also, had a press – also had the pregame press conference – well, pre-series press conference, but was, to, um, was not able to – do it as much as he wanted to because everything got emotional, which was well deserved. The man spent most of his career, like pretty much most of his career in Atlanta. Um, family showed up. It was a very wonderful event. Uh, the Dodgers came out with the I think 
uh, the four one four one victory in game one. Braves came back and tied uh, tied the series up with a five three victory over the Dodgers on last night. And they're looking for the rubber match tonight on ESPN six p.m. against it on the Dodgers versus the Braves. So just looking for looking forward to that. I was going to I was going to be able to go to the game, but again, caught COVID, had to stay in quarantine, was missed out. But you know, I'll forever love Freddie. He's forever going to be a Brave, um, but he's a Dodgers Knight. So you know, go Braves. Yeah, I mean, Freddie's been a class act about this whole thing too. So it, it's nice to kind of see that. I was just glad yeah. that we gave, like we, you know, we gave him our, we gave him the flowers and the thanks for. We look. A lot of us knew the situation, and some people want to be mad at Freddie. Say like, if you loved us so much, why didn't you resign? I mean, the dude ain't an agent; he a player. So like, no. gotta understand that. But we love, we we forever gonna love Freddie, and like we'll see him in the play, we'll see him in the playoffs. We got a, he he brought the city a championship. He brought Atlanta a championship. He had a parade. So like, bruh. Once you do that, you free. Exactly. All right, man. Well, let's go and wrap it up. Thank you guys for coming back uh, and joining us for episode nine. Please do not forget to like, comment, rate, subscribe, give us five stars, feed the algorithm gods, all that fun stuff. Uh, we actually now will have a Facebook page uh, with the publication of this episode. It's going to be Two Dudes of Sports News on Facebook. If you like it, tell your friends, share it, go like the page. We'll give you some updates and stuff like that. We're working on more socials as we're going. Shout out to Alex. And then, uh, yeah, we're going with that. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Try to, you know, that's a place where you can interact with us as well. Give us some thoughts. Let us know what you guys want to hear us talk about next. Comments, questions, concerns, any of it. Let us know. So that's it. Jalen, you got anything else? Just be safe out there. Uh, COVID's still out there. Watch out for that. And um, really want to really send my condolences also, like, real quick. Because this is a sports show, not political, but really want to send our thoughts and prayers out to the uh, like a lot of the female uh, to the female community out there that um, just lost that like lost a role case with the Supreme Court. That's um you know that's a whole different subject. So thoughts and prayers out to the families who you know really need that kind of circumstance. But we're not going to get into that. But um you know just my thought just my thoughts about that. Just want to mention that it's awful. I agree. Yep. It, well, thanks again for joining us for episode nine. Um, really do appreciate it. Uh, let us know what you think, and we'll see you next time. Peace.